That's our series, Kingdom Project, where together through Scripture, we are being challenged to make a kingdom impact. As the body of Christ, we have a holy responsibility to advance the kingdom of God. Has God been good to you? Were you blessed by the praise team and the choir? We thank God for you, to our media ministry, our greeters at the door. It's so good to see everybody on this Sunday morning as, again, we turn our attention to the Word of God. I invite you to join me in your copy of God's Word to the 25th chapter of Matthew. 25th chapter of Matthew is where our message for the morning is coming from, particularly Matthew, the 14th chapter, uh, 25th chapter, the 14th verse. Matthew 25th chapter, the 14th verse. This is a passage that is taken from the teachings of our Savior Jesus Christ. For his disciples have gathered and Christ began teaching the same message that he came preaching, and that is of the kingdom of heaven. As he continues in that description, meet me there in the 14th verse of the 25th chapter, where Christ teaches, for it, it is the kingdom of heaven, will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one, he gave five talents. To another, two. To another, one. To each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents here. I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents here. I have made two talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has, ha has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into outer darkness, into that place 
there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of God for the people of God. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, from this passage, we want to look intently and understand from God's word that you are gifted for the kingdom. You are gifted for the kingdom. Pray with me. We humble ourselves, Holy Father, as you've blessed us to exist under the umbrella of your grace and mercy. Thank you so much for how you continue to look over us and speak to us through your spirit. And even now, we ask that you would make our hearts receptive soil for the seed of your word, that your word might produce root and develop fruit in our lives, all for your glory. Help us that we might step out on faith, trust you more, and love each other better. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For some of us, this is a familiar teaching of Christ. Oftentimes, Christ taught by way of parables. In fact, majority of his teaching came by way of parables. And of the 31 times he teaches on the kingdom of heaven in Matthew, this is the last teaching recorded by Matthew of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus wants to make sure that those who follow him, those who've placed their trust in him, understand the master's expectations as he wants to use each of us to make a kingdom impact. Right off the top, right off the top you see that how you invest your life for Jesus today will matter for eternity. Amen. How you choose to invest your life will matter for eternity. You remember early on in Jesus' teaching, um, earlier in Matthew, on the Sermon on the Mount, he, he, he said to us, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything will be added unto you. Christ's kingdom is his rule and reign in and through his people. In other words, God wants to use you and I to demonstrate to others that he is indeed a good God. Uh, let me check for a moment. Do you know God is a good God? Psalmist yeah. said this way, oh, taste and see that the Lord is. Somebody know the Lord is good. So here Jesus is teaching once more by way of parable, using metaphors and similes to help his, his followers understand kingdom expectation. That God is calling us because he wants to, to use us. And as believers, believers, we must live by faith, investing everything that we have for the kingdom. See, the central focus of Christ's teaching here is that he wants to use us to communicate truth to the world. Can God use you? I got three people in here. We're going to pray that uh, by, by the end of it, you're going to say yes to that question because uh, these aren't rhetorical questions. I'm really asking, uh, are you willing for God to use you? Do you want God to use you? Have you been blessed because God has used you? So Christ wants to make sure that his followers get this. Early on, he's speaking of the kingdom of heaven as he's preparing his followers then as well as you and I today, if you've accepted the gift of grace that is in Jesus Christ, 
Christ prepares us by his word. He's teaching his disciples to anticipate, to know that he's about to give his life for the sins of the world. He's trying to get them ready. He's telling them to prepare themselves for in a little while he was going to take, bear all of our sins on Calvary's cross, pay the price for our, our sinfulness that we might be forgiven and restored into a relationship with Jesus Christ. He wanted them to know that. So he teaches them. He tells them, but then he assures them, yes, he is going to die, but Christ also assures them that it doesn't end with that. Somebody know it, that that he laid down his life on Friday, but early Sunday morning, I feel like a Baptist preacher already, he got up with all power in his hand. We serve a living Savior. Then he assures them, Lucas, after his resurrection, that he's going to ascend to the Father. And in the meantime, he has expectations of his kingdom citizens that we are going to represent the reign and rule of our king. Notice the text as Christ opens up, as he's speaking of the kingdom of heaven. He said, it's like a man going on a journey, and as he prepares to go on that journey, he entrusts to his servants some of his property. Now, for many of us, we get caught up in that word talent because uh, in our English language, talent means something that you're naturally gifted in. Let me check for a moment. I see some young fellas in the house. I just want to see if anyone know how to bowl. Uh, anybody's talented in basketball? One person. Look, PV ain't representing now. They, 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 they point to Dr. Parks. Oh, all right. Okay, Dr. Parks, I got you. I got you. Uh, he's still handling it. He's still handling it. Uh, how many are gifted in singing? We just heard, we just heard some singing. How many, how many of you know that you've been gifted by God, that God has blessed you with an ability? Not just the students in here. I'm talking about everybody up in here. Uh, do you know that God has blessed you? Uh, Caleb, I want you to look at everybody they're pointing to that says that they could sing. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them. They need to be in the choir. Oh, but, but we, have, we have these gifts and abilities because they're given by God. However, talent in this text really speaks to a measurement of value. It speaks to a monetary resource, if you would. But it's, this teaching is not limited to monetary resources. I want you to get this, that he's using, Christ is using money or, or resources as an example for how we are to steward Every gift we receive from God. Okay, let me put it this way. Do you understand and know that everything that is good in your life is a gift from God? Do you know that? Your very life is a gift from God. Waking up this morning is a gift from God. You knowing who you are is a gift from God. And you knowing who Jesus is is definitely a gift from God. Do you know that everything you have is a gift from God? Okay, let me, I need some parents to help me out just for a moment because I know if you like me, you've been there already. Um, you've been, have, have you ever gone into to your house? I'm talking about parents, parents, parents of, uh, of, of, of young kids or teenagers. Have you ever gone home? And all of a sudden, it seemed like your teenager took too much ownership of your house. And is it just, it's just me? Um, you know, my three sons, they, they came home last night, and all I know that I had food before they came, and then by the time they left, 
as some college boys do to you. But, 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 but here it is. Uh, have you ever been there, though, where, where, your, where your child, your, 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 don't look at your parents, don't look at your child right now, don't look at them right now, but, but just wink at me if I'm telling the truth here, right? You go in the house, and all of a sudden, they're claiming too much stuff. They're claiming their room. This is their room and, and their closet and, and their, their, okay, okay, come on, just, just my house. Okay, just come to my house, my house, my house. And every now and then, you got to remind them, Ty, hold on now, wait, 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 wait. Don't take this ownership thing too, too, too far because uh, really, my kids will tell you, I told them, because y'all homeless. <laughs> this is me and your mama house. Y'all, 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 y'all. We, we just allow you to live here. We, we, we allow, come on, I got some parents in here. Uh, we, we, we allow you. In fact, the clothes you got on, that's borrowed. We, we gave that to you. Uh, but hold on now. I hear God saying, wait, 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 Avery. Don't you take it too far because guess what? You don't own anything. God says, I own everything. And what I've given you is just for you to manage what I own. The first truth for us to realize, and that's it, is that everything good is a gift from God. Everything. And so the talent here represents a gift from God. Notice the master. Check it out, Greg. It says the master calls his servants and he gives to them his property. They didn't earn it. Are you with me in this place? Um, He just freely gives it to them. It belongs to him, and yet he allows them. Here's a word you may have not heard in a while. He allows them to steward it, to manage it, to to use it, though it belongs to him. And how we use the gifts that we receive from God is a reflection of, of whether or not we are grateful or ungrateful for what God has given to us. I told you everything we have is from God. Uh, James 1.17 says, every good gift, uh, I like King James, every good and perfect gift is from above. Everything you have is from God. Everything good is from God. Ephesians 2.7 says, so that in the coming age he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, this is a gift gift of God. How many of you are grateful that you're saved? You're not saved by your own works. You know that if we had to work for it, we couldn't earn it. Yet Christ did all the work for us and he gives you, he offers you the free gift of salvation. Have you accepted the gift? I pray that you accepted the gift because in that gift comes his forgiveness. In that gift comes peace. In that gift comes hope. In that gift comes assurance. In that gift comes the reality that you know that when you are in Christ, I love this, you're never alone. That's part of the gift. And he extends gifts, but don't forget it's his. Psalm 24 and 1 says, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and everything that is within it or dwells therein. Psalm 50 and 10, God says, for every beast of the field is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills is mine. If I, uh, all the birds of the hills and all that moves in the field is mine. Christ tells us uh, in Acts 17, 28, it said of Christ, in him we live, we move, and we have our being. I hope you get this, that even your life is a gift from God. Now, the question is, how are you honoring God with the gift he's given you? Hmm? How are you honoring him with the gift he's given you? 
See, don't ask God. I saw this, this painting. I want to share it with you. Don't ask God to direct your steps if you're not willing to move your feet. Um, I'm mindful here that everything you have from God, because um, there was a, a young man named Moses who, who really, by faith, followed God. You might know Moses' story. God used him to go back to his people, and God gifted him. He used him to go back to his people, gave him gifts, Maya. And, and what happened was, as Moses was leading his people out of Egypt, trying to make their way to a promised land, they got into this cul-de-sac, this dead end, the, the Red Sea. Um, you might remember that. Some, no, no, you know you watched Prince of Egypt. You might not read it, but you, but you, you watched it here. And there was Moses right at the Red Sea. And what happened, you all? Moses cries out to God. God, I'm at a dead end. And God says, Moses, what have I already given you? What's in your hand? And he says, I have a staff. He said, then take what's in your hand because what's in your hand is gifted for deliverance. I hope you catch this, that God has gifted his people, you and I, that when you place your trust and faith in him, he's given you a gift. And that gift is not for you. It's for you to use for his glory. Go ahead and nudge somebody next to you. Just tell them, I'm gifted. I'm gifted. I'm gifted. If you don't believe it, just tell them, you're gifted. You're gifted. You're gifted. Because we are gifted gifted by God. And so the master in the text uh, is really an illustration of Christ. Christ who bestows to believers good gifts. Now, now, now let me go ahead and qualify good for a minute. Um, the good gifts from God is not good based on your perspective. Come on now, I'm trying to help you understand something. Because there's some stuff in your life you thought was good for you, and later on, you realize, mm -mm, mm -mm. you went back to the high school reunion. You said, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, mm. My Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Ooh, Lord. Mm, mm. She was a brick house, but then she became, anyway, let me say something. <laughs> we, we can't laugh too hard, Will. But, 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 but I mean, a real, right? right? God wants to, he wants to use you. So he's, he's the master. We, those who've placed our faith in Christ, we are the servants. It's all about his kingdom, which means he's the king. And we are servants of God. And we don't mind being good servants when you understand just how good God has been to you. See, this is really a reflection on our response for God's goodness. See, some people, you ever been good to somebody and they act like you owed it to them? Don't, don't look at them right now. Don't look at them right now. They're in here. Just pray for them. Um, but, and sometimes we, we go to God as though, as though God owed us. But for the rest of us who know the truth about our lives, we know that we don't deserve anything. And by everything that we have that's good, it came from God. When you wake up in the morning, you know, I don't deserve to be here. But thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for seeing me on my way. I know I've done enough in my past to cancel out every opportunity in my future. But God looked beyond my faults, saw my needs, and blessed me anyway. Anybody in here got to bless me anyway, spirit, that you know that God continues to provide. Well, with the blessing is an expectation. For God has blessed us, no doubt, but there's an expectation. Notice what happens in verse 16. He says, when, when the servant had received the five talents, when he received it, notice the text, he immediately went and traded it in or invested it, if you would, and made five talents more. The one that received two talents, guess what he did? He immediately, immediately, no hesitation. There's no deliberation. It's as though when he sees it, 
I don't deserve this. God, you, 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 you're way too good for me. God, God, thank you for doing this. And in response, God, I got to do something for you. God, God, I, God, I just, I just got to give you my all because you've given me your, your all. Actually, has God been good to you? Now the question is, have you been good to God? I got one person way in the back saying, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, here it is, here it is. Notice something here, that the first two servants, uh, their response was to invest what God had entrusted to them. Because the truth is, God entrusts believers with gifts for the benefit of his kingdom. Every believer has a gift within them. Every believer. Um, anybody, uh, anybody back in the day, you watched, um, you watched Superman? Uh, come on, let me check for a moment. Anybody, anybody? I'm talking about blue hair Superman, you know, coloring book Superman. Christopher, Christopher Reed. Anybody, anybody? Superman 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I remember I stopped that, but you remember? You watched it, right? And, and, and young people, I'm going to catch you later. I know you don't know what this is, uh, but, but, but Clark Kent was Superman, uh, and he used to go into a phone booth. I know you don't know what that is, okay, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> I need some people to come with me. Old school for a minute here. Uh, he was going to that phone boot, and underneath his shirt was always his. Come on now, come on, his superpower. It was always there. Saint of God, I'm just trying to help you understand something, that when you come to Christ, the Holy Spirit indwells your life. Holy Spirit is within you, and the Holy Spirit power is resident in you that empowers you to be a witness, Acts 1 and 8, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost have come upon you, Christ says, and you will be my witnesses. God has gifted you, Saint of God. Doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, you may not think you have any talent. But guess what? If you have the Holy Spirit, you have spiritual gifts that God wants to use. So those who received the gifts understood the value of the gift. They went immediately to put the gift to work. God is challenging us to risk doing something for Christ rather than doing nothing. It's time for some of us to to get off the sideline and get into the game. Uh, many of us, we observe everybody else using their gifts. But perhaps we fail to realize that God has also gifted you. James 2.17, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And yet God has gifted us. Just as he gifted these servants, he, he's gifted us. 1 Corinthians 12, chapter 4 through 6, verse, God's word records, Now there are various varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in. Do you see it there? In who? And everyone, that includes you, that when you come to Christ, not only does he save your life, but he gifts your life. I'm trying to help you understand something. You're, you're, you are, you're gifted. So First Peter tells us, Peter tells us in First Peter 4.10, as each has received the gift, here it is, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, 
whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him be glory, dominion forever and ever. Amen. God has gifted you so that his power can be seen through you. Have you? Have you discovered your gift yet? My last question, have you discovered your gift yet? Listen, um, I make it a habit uh, at least once a year, at least once a year, Scott, um, I take a spiritual gift assessment. In fact, I want to go ahead and recommend to you right now that you take a spiritual gift assessment. This is one of the ways you can access it. If you were to text the word KINGDOM to 77069, text the word KINGDOM to 77069, you then will be, will be sent um, to a spiritual gift assessment that when you take it, it can give you an idea of the gift that God has placed in you. Now, look, you're looking at me like, well, 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 why would you take it more than one time? Because you never know how many times God's going to gift you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to talk to somebody here. Hey, have you ever been walking with God long enough and then God challenges you? Hey, I want you to go teach here. And you're like, God, I never did that before. And God said, don't worry, I'm going to do it through you. And you go in there and say, God, mm, I, I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't know I could do that. But greater is he that's, I need some people who know the Bible here, that's in you than he that's in the in the world, you got to be willing to use the gift that God has placed in you because there's a myriad of spiritual gifts in the text. God blesses all of us with gifts, maybe not the same gifts, but he blesses all of us with gifts. Look at the servants. To one servant, he gave five. To one servant, he gave two talents. To the other servant, he gave one talent. And the text says, Saul, based on their ability. I want you to see this because God wants us to not only know our spiritual gifts, but he wants us to use them. He wants us to use them. So I encourage you today, take your spiritual gift assessment. You can get that by texting the word kingdom to 77069. Why? Because God has given you at least three things to steward. God has given you at least three things for you to steward. First, until Jesus returns, we have time. God has given you time. Now, how you use that time will be held to your accountability. God will hold you accountable for how you use your time. Also, God has given you talents uh, that you can use your talents, your ability and skills with the gifts that God has given you to develop for his kingdom purposes. And thirdly, like that in text, he's given you treasure. He's given you resources that you can use to help further fund the works of ministry. In fact, all of us will have an opportunity to let God use us because when you walk out here, we have a mission fair. You may have seen it already. It's already set up in the foyer where there are plenty of opportunities where God wants you to invite you to use your life to impact other people for his glory. So when you go out there, see how the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to be on mission for God because he's gifted you to serve. He's gifted you to serve. And so he wants us to serve. Oh, but, but there's a reason. Because accountability does come. Yes, he entrusts us with a gift to use for his kingdom. The truth is, because the time is going to come where Jesus is going to return. You do know he is coming back. 
Uh, I'm asking people on this side. I, you, you know he's coming back, right? Or are you excited about his return? You know he's coming back. See, when you have a good relationship with God, you, you, you're excited that the Lord is going to come back. But when he comes back, you, wanna, you want him to find you getting the work done. Uh, uh, okay, um, um, I, I hate to go my past. I, I really do. I hate to go my path because I'm still healing from it. Um, uh, because I, I grew up with an old school mother. Old, old school mother. She, you know, the King James. Anybody a King James mother? King, King James, the King James mama. She, I know you're listening. You don't tell the truth. Uh, she, she, she believed. I think it was tattooed somewhere. Spare the rod, you spoil the child. <laughs> old school mother, old school mother. Uh, and you know, listen. This is before text messages, okay? This is before the grams, before Instagram. Listen, when our parents wanted to leave with a text, they wrote it on a piece of paper. I got some people right here. You know, you know where I'm at here. And, and, and what mom would do is she would write out all the chores, Ty, that she expected for us to have done by the time she got back home. No, no, you're not with me here. You, I'm, I'm going to bring you into my world for a moment here. Because I grew up in a time where anything could be used for a rod. And sometimes they'd send you on a mission trip to get your own rod. <laughs> I, got, I got some folk in here who know what I'm talking about here. I didn't, want, I didn't want no trees in my yard when I grew up. I said, you know what, I don't want no tree. I, I'm healing. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm healing. I'm healing. Uh, you get to watch me heal, okay? Um, but, but, but when I would hear mom's car pull up, in my mind I'd think, did I complete everything that was on the list? Come here, saint of God. What Christ is telling us, that we're going to live our lives with such an alertness that we want to make sure that everything we do at every moment we have, at every time he gives, with every resource he's blessed us with, that we use it for the kingdom purposes. Why? Because the king is going to come back. He's going to come back, and I pray that when he does, you'll be just as excited as we are to see him come. Notice uh, the two servants. When he came back, Christ says he's coming back. And now after a long journey, verse 19, the master of those servants, he, he returned. And he returned to settle the accounts. He returned to have them give a report on how they used what he gave them to use. He came back and he settled the accounts. Settled the accounts. And the two that had invested their gifts ran to him and said, Master, look at what we've done. But see that the one that received one talent, he's like the kid in the back of the classroom who don't want the teacher to call on him. Because, you know, he knows that he didn't do the work. I know none of y'all, none of y'all. Listen, young kids, make sure you do your work. Okay. Um, he comes and he, he said, I, I buried the talent. Hold on. You buried it? You abandoned it? You, you, you didn't value it? You didn't, you didn't value what God has invested in you? No, I just buried it and act like it didn't exist. That I was so ungrateful for the time, the treasure, the talent God has given me that I did nothing with it. Christ says, you will be held accountable. You know, it's, it's interesting because this particular text, you know, it, it, it ends uh, with a tragic note because uh, this, this one servant, he didn't want to risk anything for Christ. But every risk taken in obedience to the kingdom impact will be worth it. Every risk you take for the benefit of the kingdom, will be worth it. Because right? God wants to, 
to use you. Okay, I knew I had to get, get my, my own witness. I'm going to call on Noah. Noah tell you that before it rained, God gave me a gift to build a boat. I didn't even know what rain was, but when I finished building that boat, that boat was not only a blessing for me, but all my family. God wants to use your gifts to be a blessing, but you got to put your gifts to work. You got to put your gifts to work. Why? Because he holds us accountable for the usage of our gifts. So he's calling us. Don't hide from the gift that God has given you. This text uses graphic language uh, when he talks about this this eternal judgment, this this one servant. The other servants noticed they had different returns, but the same result. Because Fred, they were faithful. Christ said, good and faithful servant. Here's the good news, that when you are faithful to use what God has given you, blessed you with for the benefit of the kingdom, God says you'll get greater responsibility and greater joy. I hope you caught that. That when you are obedient to use what God gave you to use, he'll give you greater joy. You know why? Because you know that if you're using it for God, the more you use it with open hands, the more he'll give you to use. I'm trying to help somebody in here. Have you been there before where you you walked out on faith and you didn't know how it was going to happen, but God just kept providing exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ever ask or think because you're willing to be used by him. Saint of God, I want you to know. That everything we have good is from God. And God expects us as believers to use the gifts he has given us for the benefit of his kingdom. And don't miss this. Every risk you take, every risk you take for Jesus, for kingdom impact, is going to be worth it. Andre Crouch is one of my gospel heroes. He was a, a PK, and, uh, and God used him in such a mighty way. He, he got into a low place in life and receiving a lot of public criticism. Uh, you see, at the time he was receiving the criticism, he didn't realize that the songs the Holy Spirit was inspiring him to write would end up in our hymnal. But at the time, he was getting a lot of heat. And he was about to, his testimony, he was about to give up on his gift. His gift to write songs. He was about to to give up and and throw in the towel. He said, but then the Holy Spirit tapped him one day and said, as good as God has been to you, as good as God has been to you, you're going to give up just because somebody has criticized you. Then he wrote a song called My Tribute. As he considered all that God had done, what the song said, how can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave it to prove your love to me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude because all that I am and ever hope to be I owe it all to to thee. To God, come on, you know it, be the glory. To God be the, to God be the glory for the things he has done. He's given you the gift of his grace. That if you come to him today, you can belong 
as a part of his family. You can be a part of the kingdom of God when you say yes to Jesus Christ being your king. He's given you the gift of grace. In fact, everything good that you have, he's given you. The question is, are you ready to use it for his glory? In a moment, we're about to extend an invitation. And I want to invite you to say yes to the gift of salvation. See, Christ wants you to know him personally. He wants you to experience his joy. He wants you to experience the purpose that he created you for. And that's for his glory. I invite you to bow your heads all over the building and begin to pray. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforce.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus, in person, on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.